<laughs> show up and and be ready to to be uh, part of a, of a team. Um, don't get easily offended because we have some really go getters out there. But just go to learn and and go to be a, a team member, be part of the team, and and give it what you can. And the longer you keep doing it, and the more you do it, you'll you'll start to like it more. Hey everyone, welcome to Connect the Dots. I'm Jeremiah Garcia, your host from Guide Dogs of Hawaii. This is a safe space for blind and visually impaired individuals to come together, share experiences, and learn from each other. Today, we have someone who's fully blind, but does paddling with a group of people on a regular basis. He does physical conditioning with the group to get into shape for it as well. And he's here to tell us how he's been able to keep up with everyone around him. What made you decide to start paddling? I was introduced it to me from um, our VIST coordinator, Melissa Crawford, at the Veterans Administration. And she said that they're offering paddling. It was an opportunity to get out of the house, to get some exercise, to co-mingle with other veterans, as well as others of the canoe club. Was there anything about paddling in particular that interested you, or just the opportunity to do something like that? I would say opportunity to just do something, get involved, and and get some exercise, you know, get out of the house. <laughs> I see. Do you remember yeah. when you started paddling? It was back in December of 2022. I see. So where you go paddling, is there any requirements in order to start paddling, or can anyone sign up? At this time, um, anybody can sign up. Um, we, we um, well, I know it's for veterans. Um, I don't know if anybody outside can do it, but um, they have a canoe club. So if I guess people from outside can join the canoe club come down and, and talk to Chris or talk to Allegra. And um, if you can ask me what the name of the canoe club is, I can't really pronounce it. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. Did you ever do any kind of sports or exercising before you started doing the canoeing that might have helped? No. It's just walking around the house, you know. I go to the our little gym that we have on the fourth floor where I live and just do exercises from that. But other, other than that, no. What kind of assistance did you have when you were learning how to paddle? Well, at first they would um, show you how to hold the paddle. Um, they introduce you to the canoe. There, there's an alma which sticks out from the canoe, which helps balance the canoe. And they teach you how you, it's important that you sit in the middle of your seat, because otherwise the canoe is going to flip over. Um, they have a sequence of, of commands that they give, like every six or seven huts, they go, ho. Oh, 
and you get a switch from your left side to the right side. And then every so many sequences of paddles, these days go hut, and then somebody go ho, and you switch your, your paddle to the other side of your, your other left, right to your, from your left to right or right to left. Is there any specific thing that they do to help teach people who are blind or visually impaired? Well, other than sit you down and tell you what you need to do, you know, in order to to um, co cohese or be as be as a team, because the paddles need to hit the water at the same time. They try to teach you to listen to the paddler ahead of you, so that you know when to bring your paddle out of the water and go to the the left side or to the right side of the, of the canoe. So it's based on hearing? Uh, based on, yeah, a lot of hearing, yeah. But they, but they, I don't know, they tell me that you can feel the canoe surge. So every time when you're pulling and you switch sides and you, your paddle is drawing water, you're pulling, you can feel the canoe surging forward. I see. Are there any expenses if someone was to just start paddling? Well, that would be entirely up to you, but otherwise um, they provide uh, life vests, they provide a paddle. Um, some of the uh, club members and, and some of the veterans, they've invested in uh, buying their own personal paddle, which is... Uh, probably going to start you around $130, if not more. And then um, it's just uh, showing up and, and being ready to go <laughs> and get involved. So everything that you need to start is all provided? Oh, everything's all provided, yes, yes. Okay. Could you tell me about your personal experience paddling, how you enjoy the interactions with everyone, if anything stood out to you? Well, if anything stands out to me, it's getting yourself ready to, to paddle because you, you can find yourself getting somewhat weary and we're not even halfway through. <laughs> it's really demanding. Um, and it's all depending upon the weather. Uh, if the weather conditions are somewhat rough, you could find yourself getting a bit more tired because it takes a lot more out of you. Uh, you got to deal with rain, uh, ocean conditions, wind, and there's been times when it rains, you you get wet. If it's windy, the the waves are kind of choppy, so you're gonna get wet again. I know one time I sat in a canoe and I would feel the canoe. I said, oh, it's wet. And my, my, my VIS coordinator, she told me, this is a water sport. That's why it's wet. <laughs> so I had to sit down in a, in a wet canoe. So if you're not used to getting wet, well, those are one of the things you got to learn to tolerate because it's a water sport. How's the interaction between you and everyone else who's also paddling? Uh, they, they treat you as a team member. Um, I think for me personally, it's like, don't be a slacker. 
<laughs> sometimes, sometimes it can, can it can be wearisome, but um, we we laugh, we joke. We've had uh, a couple of parties, uh, get-togethers, and picnics. Um, we we have a a shout out where we 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 encourage one another after our paddling. They've already had um, one competition already where they went out to Diamond Head and, and they came, came back to Sand Island, Sand Island to Diamond Head. I know paddling must be a pretty physically demanding sport by everything you're saying. Mm-hmm. So when you guys go to practice, is there any kind of physical workout outside of the water or do you get all of it by paddling? I say we get all of it by paddling, but I would, I'd be one to say, get up early and do some stretching, do some exercises, sit-ups, leg lifts, uh, push-ups. If you you can get, I've I've invested in some stretches. I can wrap around my arms and I pull them back like a gate. And that, that helps my shoulders, because that's where a lot of your work is going to come from your shoulders and from your rib cage. Because when you, when you paddle, they're going to want you to use more of your upper body strength than, than, than your arms. So when you're out there and you get tired and stuff, is there any kind of thing that they implement for safety since you are out in the water? Well, I would say sometimes we take a rest. Um, sometimes we don't take a rest. <laughs> um, as far as safety is concerned, um, they'll tell you when, like when the boat is turning, when the canoe is going to turn. So you make sure you're, you're seated in, the, in your center. And a lot of times the water is, like I said, it's rough. So... The waves are hit you in the face, but you got to stay focused. And sometimes your paddle gets knocked out of your hands, but try to hold on to it. <laughs> so far, I haven't lost my paddle yet, but I have. I've had the waves knock my paddle out of my hand, but I was able to catch it before I lost it. So, if you lose it, well, you <laughs> I guess you got to pay for it. I don't know. They they haven't mentioned that that part, but. Nobody's lost their paddles, so I say just just be be alert, you know, don't don't it's not gonna wear you out to the point where you're not gonna have time to recover and, and keep up with everybody so you don't lose your equipment. After you've been paddling for a while, do you feel like you've noticed any specific benefits from doing it? Yeah, my center is really sore. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know I've benefited. We, they have some um, they have some exercises that they do where you gotta you gotta draw the paddle to the front of your toes and you gotta pull back to your waist. But they want you to keep the paddle in the uh, in the water, so you can't. Normally, it's like a short chop. But in this in this paddle, they want you to reach as far as you can forward to the top of your toes, and you're pulling 
the paddle. You're keeping the paddle in the water and you're pulling it back to your waist. Then you can come up and go back to your toes and pull. The, the paddle stays in the water a little bit longer. But the, it causes you to um, stretch. <laughs> your upper core is getting stretched and you, you can actually feel the canoe pushing forward. Are there any other blind or visually impaired people paddling with you when you're out there, or is everyone else pretty much sighted? Uh, we have another uh, blind person. He's he's um, a retired Air Force veteran, and he actually just came back from our balance school in Palo Alto. Do you find it easier to communicate with other blind people, or is communicating with anyone pretty much the same? Uh, it's, everything's pretty much the same with everybody. Um, we, we know who's sighted and who's not. And, um, well, they, they offer you a lot of help. I mean, they, they want to help you when you come down from the parking lot down to the canoes. Um, afterwards, we, they get to canoes in the water. And after we go paddling, we, we, um, bail the water out so i help bail the water out and we uh, shoot down our paddles in the canoe with water fresh water and go take a shower to shower the, the salt water off of us so you would say everyone is pretty mindful and aware yes yes that's good yeah it's it's kind of getting a little bit more challenging because when they were pulling the carts down with the life vests and stuff inside and the paddles. So now they're asking us to help them. <laughs> so we're, we're, we get involved, you know, it's, it's like we, we helped them pull the, the gear down to the, to, to the canoe huts and, and uh, get everything set up. So how long would a session normally last? Uh, say about maybe an hour and a half. I see. The majority of that is just spent out actually canoeing? Yes. It depends on how far we're going to go or what we're going to do. Sometimes we do short sprints. Uh, sometimes we, we do long sprints. And sometimes we go to um, Scotty's Buoy. And then there's another small island place out there that has a, a two-story building from what I understand and they have a u-shaped pier out there so we can pull our canoe up to the pier it's a floating pier and I think they sell uh, beverages there and stuff so we never get out we just go over there to take pictures <laughs> which is kind of fun so you guys just have specific destinations that kind of help you benchmark? Yes, yes. The farthest we've gone is 3.7 miles. Wow. What would you say is the most challenging part of learning how to paddle? I say listen to the paddle, hit the water, so you be in unison with the rest of the paddlers. The, the number one position, from my understanding, is the toughest position because you hardly have any space to sit and you're setting the pace for everybody else. 
Yeah, number number three is where I sit. So you you kind of supplying the the feed for everybody, the movement of the of the boat, and then you have your two, you have your um, four, you have your five, and I think the six is the person that steers the the canoe. So the timing of everything was difficult for you. Yeah, because if it's windy, uh, if it's rainy, <laughs> the the rain could throw you off. Um, but but just stay focused, yeah, and you'll be okay. Um, windy days, and when the sea, the the current is really choppy. The the current is moving the canoe, so you you really got to stay focused and getting your you're paddling the water at the same time because the, the current moves the canoe and, and you want to keep the canoe on course. But it's basically just staying in unison with everybody else. Now that you've been paddling for a little while, do you think that this is something you're going to want to keep on doing? Well, as long as I can stay physically active, yeah, <laughs> it it helps me to get out of the house, you know. It you you get rid of oppressive or or depressive states. So it help it helps you release release things out of you, you know. So you can you know, live a productive and, and physical type life. You're getting you're getting exercise, you know. You're getting motivation. You're your presence there is encouraging other people. So we, we actually encourage one another when we show up. Would you prefer this type of exercise over like any other kind of exercise? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's more I would like to try. I, there's some I cannot do, like there's pickleball. And because I can't see... You know, I, I don't get, I won't get to actually um, try it out. They they have golf, but that would be challenging for me. But I hear blind people play golf, so then that would be something I would like to get into. I actually interviewed someone who's visually impaired who still plays golf. Uh-huh. Wow. So if you were to give anyone who wants to start paddling but might be blind or visually impaired some sort of advice for them to start paddling, what would you say? Show up. <laughs> Show up and, and be ready to, to be uh, part of, uh, of a team. Um, don't get easily offended because we have some really go-getters out there. But just go to learn and, and go to be a, a team member, be part of the team, and, and give it what you can. And the longer you keep doing it, and the more you do it, you'll, you'll start to like it more. Uh, I've started on a Tuesday morning. I heard they do Tuesday evenings, but I haven't gone to the Tuesday evening ones. They do Friday mornings, but I've started on a Friday morning, so... The more you can find yourself in the water, get adaptive to the water, its conditions, 
you know, pretty much get to know the ocean and and its surroundings you know and you'll hear people encouraging you and they they always encourage one another when they're out there because they're they're out to um well they're racing so <laughs> they want to win <laughs> you know they just have a just have a winner's attitude and and humble yourself learn as much as you can they said blind people can steer and that would probably be one of my like um let me get my paddling down first let me learn how to how to paddle first let me show up first uh, i don't know about steering a canoe because if you don't do it right, I'm pretty sure there's situations that are not good. So I, I got to take one step at a time. Let me learn to just be a team member. Do you think it's difficult to first start? Based off of what you said, it might have been a little much at first. Yeah, I think it is. If if you're not a water person, you know, you, you there's things you got to deal with, like the water the waves being rough, the current being rough. Um, rain, <laughs> since it's a water sport, sometimes it's rainy and very windy out there. So uh, unless you become accustomed to it, these, these might be kind of things you may not care for, but it is a water sport. So I say just deal with it, enjoy it. <laughs> Does the rain and the wind make it difficult to hear? At times, yeah. And since we're by the airport, um, with the jets flying over, it's hard to hear the command to switch over your paddle from left to right. So you pretty much have to be in sync because when they start to give the command, hut, hut, and you'll know as, as they say hut, your paddle is hitting the water at the same time. So you got to pay attention, you got to be listening, and um, pretty much breathe from your, from your nose and instead of from your mouth. So this is like running um, a 100 or 50 yard dash, you, you want to breathe from your, from your nose, not, not out of your mouth. You know, helps, helps you to regulate your air better. Something I've noticed when people are actively engaging in like team sports mm -hmm. is that they get, well, I guess they feel more confident afterwards. So like they're getting exercise, they're improving and bettering themselves. Is that something you feel when you're out there? I say, yeah. Um, I, I try to take it a little bit further because since I'm blind, it's it's helping me to um, identify my area better, like like my depth, um, uh, my when I have this swing in my cane, the the movement of the boat, it's the the boat is going with the waves. It, it helps me have a have a sense of of balance, a sense of center. Oh, so you would say paddling actually helped improve your mobility? Somewhat, somewhat. I say it would take it would help you when you don't know where you're at. 
So, so for me, when the weather is rough and not too good, it can, I feel like the paddling helps me to be aggressive with my cane travel. Um, some places I still have issues with, but um, I, I have an area that I walk in Waipahu, and I couldn't walk it before, but I'm getting a little better at it. It's a little long distance. Um, there are a lot of obstacles, uh, protrusions in the sidewalk, uh, garbage next to the sidewalk. So uh, I'm learning to um, read better with my with my cane. As when I'm in the water, the, the water is is helping me to to focus to keep my paddle in my hand. And there's times my paddle gets knocked out of my hand. It's like maybe going a few inches, but I grab it and I keep paddling. Uh, sometimes it'll slide off because it's just wet and it's windy and, and the rain is coming down hard, but it, it helps you to stay focused. As we draw to a close with this episode, I want to thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoyed your visit and found useful information. We welcome your feedback at feedback at guidedogsofhawaii.org. It would be great if you would visit us on our social media platforms, such as Instagram and Facebook. You can find us by simply searching for Guide Dogs of Hawaii.